Hello and welcome again to the Honest Gikuma Show where we explore life success principles using the best selling book of all time, the Bible right here on SG1 Radio. I am so glad that you've decided to join me today. And uh, last week, um, thank you so much for those of you who receive, uh, who sent comments saying, uh, you know, just comments of thanksgiving to say how well you are enjoying this, uh, these shows and also to those who uh, these shows are building uh, your your faith and your skill set and so on. So today I have uh, we are continuing in a topic of prayer, and I believe as we go through these challenging times, uh, you know, preparing ourselves to bounce back from the lockdown, we, you and I, need to be encouraged with a new template, with a new idea to face the future. We're going to be continuing today with uh, our the topic that I started a couple of weeks ago on prayer. And we've looked at different ways. And if you have missed any previous shows, you can check them back on the SG1 radio uh, station online. That's sg1radio.co.uk. Or you can follow me on social media. Uh, I do upload this content on Podbean. So if you just go to Podbean and type Ernest Gikuma, or you can actually follow me on Facebook or on YouTube where you'll find some of this recording. So I just want to welcome you to uh, the Ernest Gikuma show once again. Uh, last uh, last time we talked about, uh, we're going through the Lord's Prayer and I split it into five parts and we have already covered our Father who is in heaven. Uh, and holy is your name. Today we are going to be looking at the nature of our father as king and his will. So we're going to be looking at uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I hope you're going to enjoy this, uh, this message. And if you know someone who probably struggles with prayer, doesn't know how to pray or when to pray, uh, I think it's a great idea for you to invite them to the show or at least share with them uh, this content. I'd really, really appreciate it. And if you share with please make sure you leave a comment, uh, whether it's on Podbean or on YouTube, just for me to know... <clears throat> excuse me, that you've actually shared. Now, before I start today's message, I want to say a special thank you to Raymond. Raymond Medwinter, uh, you have created a brilliant platform for us, individuals like myself, who believe or think that we have a gift to share with the world, and you have done it with an open heart. So thank you so much, and God bless you and your family. Uh, Today, I have a quote for you before we get into today's message, and it's from the National Geographic. Uh, In April 1997, it says astronomers looked at 8,000 light years into the cosmos and uh, with the Hubble Space Telescope and it seemed that the eye of God was staring back. That the eye of God was staring back at the Hubble Space Telescope. I tell you what, our Heavenly Father has not left us alone. He has displayed his majesty across the heavens, across the universes, in places we have not even seen. As David said in Psalms 91, The heavens declare your majesty and the glory of God. The expanse of the heavens declare the works of his hands. Day after day they pour pour forth speech and night after night reveals his knowledge. What a wonderful father we have. This is your father and my father. Again, we are going to be going through our Lord's Prayer or that which is known our father who is in heaven. And we are looking at uh, the second part of uh, our father who is in heaven or the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to be diving a little bit deeper uh, into the conversation of uh, our father as king. 
His will being done on earth as in heaven. Now, if you've missed any previous shows, you can go to my, uh, you can follow me on social media, Facebook, uh, you can follow me on YouTube, you can actually go on Podbean where I upload this content uh, for you, for your listening at your convenient time, just in case you have not uh, had a chance to listen to uh, on the recording on the Sundays. Uh, and also during the week, I do other shows that are, you, you'll find them on the Podbean site. So thank you so much once again for joining me. Uh, so let's continue today and actually dive into what I've been preparing uh, and in preparing ourselves on how should we pray, how to pray. And Jesus spoke and taught his disciples how to pray in the book of Matthew, um, Matthew and chapter, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 uh, from verses 7 to 15 and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible and this is what uh, Jesus himself said and he says verse 7 and when you pray do not use meaningless repetitions as the Gentiles do for they think uh, that they will be hard because of their many words verse 8 so do uh, do not be like them praying as they do for your father knows what you need before you ask him. That is quite um, reassuring. Verse 9. Pray then in this way. This is a pattern of prayer. Verse, uh, then he says, Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now we covered that last time. So if you can check on some of the messages. Uh, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors or letting go of both wrongs uh, and resentment. Verse 13, do not, uh, uh, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Verse 14, for if you forgive others, they are trespass or rather they are reckless and willful sins your Father in heaven will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive others, that is nurturing your hurt and anger with results, uh, or rather with, with results um, that interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father in heaven will not forgive you your trespasses. Now at that point we see that God himself has given you and I power to forgive others. And that is one condition upon which he can get involved in our lives. If you and I do not forgive, we end up short. We end up falling short uh, of also helping others. So today we are going to be looking once again uh, at the, the second part. We're looking at the nature of our father as king. His will uh, and our partnership to be established here on the earth because he has given you and I dominion over the earth and everything that happens on the earth, believe it or not, you and I can do something about it. There's a gentleman who said, God does nothing unless men pray. Now we have we are looking at uh, part two, part three of the prayer, but part two of our Lord's Prayer. Last time, and if you've missed the show, you can actually find me on Podbean, you can or find me on Spotify and any other place where you could actually find audio. Uh, so you can download the app and actually listen to some of the previous messages. Last time we looked at our Father in Heaven and we went deeper in terms of understanding or identifying and we asked, do fathers matter? Why did Jesus start with the word, our Father? 
that must have some level of importance when he was teaching his disciples how to pray. We also looked at the definition of a father. We say a father is a progenitor, an ancestor, a founder, an author, teacher, creator, source, nourisher, sustainer, supporter, founder, and protector. And I gave you three takeaway points. We said uh, engage with the image of a holy father, one who looks at you holistically. Forgive your earthly father because your relationship with your earthly father, for the most part, affects, believe it or not, affects how you relate to your heavenly father. We also said, know confidently that your father in heaven loves you unconditionally. So let's get today's, to today's message and let's go a little bit deeper uh, in the nature of our father as king and also his will being done because the will of the king is the decision of the king which makes it the law of the king. His will and our partnerships uh, and our partnership to establish his will. So we and you and I have a partnership with God. If we call him our father, we come into that space of a relationship. He has given us authority and dominion over the earth, which represents creation. So, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the key lines that we're going to be focusing on today. Now, can you imagine that according to the master himself, Jesus Christ, you and I have a responsibility of bringing the manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth. The kingdom, the king's domain to be brought onto the earth. That is a huge order. You know, that's that's actually being lifted up to a very high level as a human, uh, in quotes, as a mere human being. But it seems like in the eyes of our father, we are not just a mere human beings. We are more than that. But how are we to do this? How can we manifest or how can we bring down the kingdom of God uh, here on earth? How can we bring down the kingdom of God uh, from the heavens into the earth? Let me ask you, how did the kings of old manifest their wills or their desires within their kingdoms or within their realms? Have you ever heard of the commonwealth? The commonwealth Uh, is a foundation of different nations under the kingdom of Great Britain. What are the characteristics of the Commonwealth countries? Who is or was responsible for showing the desires of the kings to his or her subjects? Now, when we start exploring that, you realize that uh, 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 an ambassador is required. An ambassador is always dispatched to a nation, to a foreign nation, to kind of explain or to teach or to, uh, or to expound on the king's will upon that nation. And it starts with the language. Okay, how the people of that new realm communicate, how they have to be trained how to, how to communicate in the language of the king. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verses 8, it says, But you will receive power. You and I will receive power. These are the promise by Jesus to his disciples. That they will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. You and I, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power. And then we shall be his witnesses, which is telling people about him or about the king, 
both in Jerusalem and in Judea or rather outside into the rest of the world and in Samaria in the place where people do not believe even to the ends of the earth. Remember the song we played first, not by power but by your spirit? You and I have through the relationship with Jesus, uh, through the relationship uh, we have with God our Father, through Jesus Christ, we receive the spirit who uh, anoints us or helps us, equips us and empowers us to become ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. Now we're going to be going a little bit deeper and looking at the wheel. What is the wheel of God? If we are going to bring it forth from the heavens into the earth, we better know a little bit more about his will. So let us continue then and ask ourselves, what then is the will? What is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? Um, so what did Jesus mean when he said, your kingdom come? The kingdom or a kingdom is a domain of kings or, a, or the Lord of lords. God himself is the father and the owner of all things. He is the source. He is the progenitor. He is the author of all things that exist. Now, when I say God here, I don't necessarily mean a specific figure. I don't mean a human being somewhere sitting in the sky. If we use a scientific language, we'll say God uh, is equivalent to energy, the source of all energy. Uh, theologians say God has no beginning, has no end, was not created, cannot be destroyed. He just is. Scientists say energy is, cannot be destroyed, cannot be created. It is everywhere and anywhere at any given time. So we can see that it's only the words we are using here. So when I say source, whether you understand it as energy source, the one that contains all in all, that is the one we are talking about, the Father. And Jesus himself came to express or as an expression. So he's the best example we have to date in all the millions or the billions of the human civilization or even if, whether you're going to you go with the Jewish calendar, the 6,000 years of human existence on the earth. No one else has come who's gone beyond the works of Jesus Christ. I tell you what, guys who conquer death and resurrect on the day they said they were going to resurrect, don't you think? They have credibility? I think they do. So let's get back to our topic here. What is the kingdoms? Uh, what is the kingdom of the Father? What did Jesus mean when he said, Your kingdom come? And now, throughout the New Testament, and especially the three canonical gospels, we see Jesus healing the sick, clothing the naked, he raised the dead, he spoke to the oppressed, he rebuked the oppressors, or he spoke for or on behalf of the oppressed. He transformed the poor and the rich alike through the teachings uh, recorded in the Bible and invited all to come to him. Now, this is also seconded by, uh, by the Quran. Yes, this, he, the Quran tells us, or tells those who listen to it, that they should actually investigate and learn about the works of Jesus Christ and his teachings, which are found in the uh, Holy Scripts or the, uh, the Judeo-Christian Bible. In Luke chapter 17, verse 20, uh, verse 20 to 21, he says, Now having asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom would come, he replied, The kingdom of God is not coming, uh, is not coming with signs to be observed or with visible display. Verse 21. Nor will people say, Look here, it is, or there it is. For the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. 
So Jesus is coming, ushered in the kingdom of God. Therefore, we see a kingdom of God is not necessarily a physical domain, but it is a spiritual or a psycho-spiritual domain that transforms you as an individual, that transforms me as an individual, and we start doing things that seemingly are out of this world, like healing the sick, resurrecting the dead, speaking into life things that were once dead. In Romans verses 14, uh, verse 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 17, he says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. There we have a very, uh, sort of a nutshell, in a nutshell, Apostle Paul telling us what is the kingdom of God. He says it is righteousness or doing that which is in line with the desires of God, the foundation of which is love. And this is not eros love, this is agape love, without judgment, loving without judgment. He goes on to say peace, Peace is that sense that brings uh, a sense of, of, of trust or calmness even in the middle of a storm. He also talks about joy. That inner feeling that, um, th- that creates a sense of bliss at every given time. And this is what Jesus meant when he said the kingdom of God. So when he says your, your will be done, your kingdom come and your will be done, it means then the will of God Uh, The foundations of the will of God is his kingdom and his kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy. And out of this mental space of peace and joy and righteousness, only good, only life can emanate from it. Death cannot be part of his kingdom. Confusion is not part of his kingdom. Uh, Messy lifestyles are not part of his kingdom. Let me ask you this. Are you manifesting his kingdom in your life? In the life of those who are around you? If we believe in his works and declaration, he has chosen you and I to do even more. So can we boldly declare that his will be be done because we are called after his name? We have been identified as representatives, as ambassadors here on earth to build his kingdom. We've seen that the kingdom of God is not all about the physical stuff it's a bit more than that Uh, we've seen that according to the book of romans uh, chapter 14 verse 17 for the kingdom of god is not meat and drink or other the physical stuff but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit so father we are asking that let your kingdom come let the joy and righteousness and peace come here on earth as it is in heaven. So let me ask you this. Why should we seek his kingdom and not ours? Why should we seek uh, that which uh, is his will rather than just our will? By seeking his kingdom, we are therefore asking that the character of the king be made manifest in ourselves so we can do what he did and more. That the character of the king be imprinted in us so we can do that which he desires. And so the the purpose therefore of the Holy Spirit or that gift that Jesus gave or promised is that so his image, his person, his characteristics of righteousness and peace and love can be in us, can become part of us so we can then go ahead and do that which he does. 
And this is the most powerful thing a human being can actually do. The will of the Father. Because let's be honest, when someone hurts you, the instinct is to hurt them back. But when, the, when, we, when we memorize or when we become imprinted with the characteristics of the king, with Jesus as our number one example, then we know there is more. Earth is our domain. It's the dom- domain of the biological. Your spirit communicates to your soul or your psyche and your soul delivers the message to the body uh, which impacts the earthly realm or the physical realm. So therefore now we see that the righteousness, the peace and the joy is of a spiritual nature and through your spirit soul, it communicates through your nervous system, believe it or not, using your brain as the, as the switching station into your physical tangible body and then you can influence the physical aspect. So if you do not, uh, if we do not know the way back to God or to the source, how can you know your future? If you do not know your source, where you came from, how can you predict your future? If God is an earthly being, okay, if your God is an earthly being, then there is no much you can expect since you know where the, uh, the end of the thing. You and I are made in the image of God. Every manufacturer, you know. Let me say that again. You and I are made in the image of God. We are spiritual beings. Every manufacturer has a purpose for his or her creation. That's correct. The best way to find out how to use the complex gadget is to ask the manufacturer or the maker what they intended uh, for it. Other than that, you end up misusing it. Since we know that we did not come to the earth by ourselves and we know that one day we will live, does it not make sense to ask our maker as to what he ought for us to do on this earth? Through the study of the word of Holy Scriptures, and prayer we tap to his desires for us on the earth that he made for us because he made us and the earth then we hold the feeling the vision the scenario that he imprints in us in our heart looking for exper- uh, looking and working with it in experimenting ways and means to manifest the uh, into our situation so the vision that god gives to us imprinted in our hearts the character of love in us we find ways and means to express it on the outside so that whatever is within can come without it is to the glory of god to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to search it out or discover it. So there's something that God has put inside you. If you want to know whether your life is reflecting the kingdom of God, remember righteousness, love, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let's listen to another song and then we'll come back and continue uh, with this awesome message. And I hope you're having fun and I hope you're learning something new. Remember, you can find some of this information uh, or I'll be sharing with it on, on Podbean, on podcast. In fact, you can actually find it even on iTunes. So check us out. And we are running out of time pretty fast, but I'm going to try and condense this again uh, as quickly as I can. So we kind of looked at today we were looking at the nature of our father as a king. And we've identified that the the word of a king is the will of the king and the will of the king is the law of the king which where when we obeyed therefore we are considered to be righteous or we are considered to be walking in righteousness 
Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We've also gone on to identify that the kingdom of God is not a physical space, but rather a psycho-spiritual space that allows us to mold the outside world into the image of that which we have seen with our Father. So let's go back to the scripture and let's look a little bit about the will of the king. What is the will of the king? We've looked at the domain of the king. Uh, what is the will of the king? And in the book of Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40, uh, they, uh, the, the people came to him and asked him, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest law? And Jesus replied to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And 38, this is the first and the greatest commandment. And if you love someone or something so much, you start doing things that are in line with that which you love. That is righteousness. This is the first, verse 38, this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly, seek the best or higher good for others. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and also love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says on verse 40, the whole law, the whole law, or that which the Father desires, and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. Therefore, it is very straightforward. What is the will of the king? Love the Lord your God. Be in line with his person. And if you want to know his person, study the character of Jesus Christ. If you really desire to be like God, study the person of Jesus Christ. He walked on this earth. He healed the sick. He resurrected the dead. He challenged the oppressors and spoke for those who were oppressed. He was there for the widows and for those who hungered. He fed them. So what are our three takeaway points then? You and I are provided for. His plan is love. This is agape love. Point number two. Be willing to forgive so that you can be forgiven. Love your neighbor as yourself. And number three, you are loved with an everlasting love. You are loved with an everlasting love. And I hope today's message has kind of caused you to think on how we, you and I, can walk in the will of God. That your will be done on earth first within us and then outside as it is in heaven. As within, so without. Join me next week as we go on to part three of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy, uh, uh, you have a great week and be blessed.